Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is a very busy time for us, so stock gets depleted daily and we're getting shipments in every day. It's, it's a madhouse working at a liquor store this time of year. That's the voice of Pat Brophy, Director of Spirit Sales at Benny's Beverage Depot here in Chicago. This is WBBM's In-Depth, where we take a deep dive into a story we're telling on the air. I'm Cisco Cotto. Thanks for joining us on WBBM's In-Depth this week. It is our holiday wine and cocktail podcast. Joining us to talk spirits is, of course, Pat Brophy, and also sharing her experience on wine Rachel Lowe is here, beverage director and sommelier for Levy Restaurant Group. Pat, let's begin with you. Well, tell us about the bottle. How, how big of a deal is just the bottle, the packaging? It, it, yes, it's the taste. Yes, it's the quality, all that stuff. But sometimes you get guys like me, you walk in, you just look at the shelf, you have no idea what's going on. Well, and, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it can be intimidating to shop yeah. with a bourbon aisle nowadays. There's you know thousands of different bottles and the reality is they really only come from about a dozen different distilleries and it's just different labels and different riffs on the same thing, different labels, stuff like that. Um, you know, Blanton's is probably our single most requested product now. Uh, it's just, oh yeah, it's crazy. Most of our stores will get maybe six bottles a month. And this is something where, you know, it's a nice bourbon. It's $80. I think it's a really great $45 bourbon for $80. So, right. so which one is this now that, that we are uh, this, testing here? This first one we're testing is Elijah Craig Small Batch. This is actually a Binney's Beverage Depot hand-picked single barrel, which is a big thing we do. We choose about uh, 300 or so single barrels of spirits each year that are available only at Binney's. All right. And this is just your kind of standard uh, Kentucky straight bourbon. This is made at the Heaven Hill Distillery in Bardstown, Kentucky. It's... Uh, Spiced with rye, bourbon is has to be made from at least 51% corn, and the rest of it is usually made of rye and malted barley. And so it's got a nice mintiness to it, a little bit of spice, nice round body, just an easy drink in bourbon. This is like a nice sipper over a big ice cube. All right, let me give this one a try here. And Rachel, are you trying this too? Yeah, I just had a All sip. right, what do you think? <laughs> I think it's delicious. It does have a, I mean, it has some heat, which, of course, you're going mm-hmm. to expect from that. Um, I like the description minty. I think that's really cool. Um, I can describe wines a lot better than I can spirits. Sure. So, um, well, tell me yeah, at the restaurants because we do. We want you to talk about wine here in just a, just a couple of minutes uh, at yeah. the restaurants. So, you, you noticing bourbon sort of taking off? Or it's, so. it seems like people are loving it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, our my orders are now like one bottle of this, one bottle of this, and, and predominantly it's brown spirits. Um, much less the other categories. Vodka is way down, as far as I can tell, at least in my restaurants. Sure. Um, and bourbon's definitely up. Yeah, and Benny's, you seeing the same thing there, Pat? Oh, yeah, I mean, bourbon is absolutely booming. It's a huge growth category for us, but it's something where that's one of those things where we kind of let the customers dictate what our stores look like, and people are asking for it, so we're trying to deliver the selection they're asking for. All right, well, that one was tasty. What other bourbon you got here? The other bourbon I have is old. I feel like it's it's Christmas here, because you you walked in with a huge bag full of stuff. We got plenty. Okay, what is this one now? Oh, sorry. This one is Old Forester Statesman. Old Forester is made. That sounds. Oh, look at that! See, that's got like an official looking bottle there. I love. That. Oh yeah, the printed printed glass, all that. So this Great. is a bourbon 
that I chose because it has a very similar profile to that popular Blanton's we were talking about earlier. Okay. This bourbon is aged exclusively on the top floors of the warehouses at that distillery. And what so, distinction does that make? What, what so that, that make? means it is subject to a lot of temperature swings. So it gets really hot in the summer. It gets colder in the winter. And so that's forcing the liquid whiskey in and out of the wood itself that the barrel's made out of over the season. So it has a lot of extracted oak kind of flavor to it. All right. Well, let's give this one a shot here. All right. Let me try this here. In Kentucky, and we visited a couple of the distilleries. And granted, we didn't make appointments, so it was just like mm-hmm. very backed up. But um, it was cool to see some of where it actually took it's place. a must visit and it's yeah. an easy trip from chicago too it's yeah. this is uh you know you're it's talking a four and a half hour drive five hour drive well if you're driving like a maniac <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i was like wow well, well we stopped for a long time <laughs> so now rachel you touched on how uh in levy restaurants you, you're getting more bourbon more of the brown liquor uh obviously wine still huge people sure. still love it and at the holidays maybe does the taste change at all or, or they pretty much stay the same throughout the year. What What do you notice? Um, I think that I mean it would trend more, and people maybe trying to figure out what to buy others. Um, certainly with gifting and things like that, and you know, c- celebratory corners like that. You know, like thinking that champagne or sparkling wine is you know the best way to go about celebrating. But um, I'll see people splurge a little bit more and find more. You know interest in, in figuring out somebody else's like. So like, you know, somebody who actually really likes Cabernet, their friend might like Barolo and they have no idea what Barolo is, but they're trying to find out something that might be good for that category to, to pass on. To yeah. Them. How do you help people who uh, you, you have such experience with wine? I mean, you, you, you have this knowledge that just so few people have. How do you help commoners, dumb people like me to understand? I, I walk in and I go, hi, I'd like some red. And that, you know, that's about where I stop. You know, how, how do you give just even little primers to people to help them understand? Well, I think um, the, the biggest thing is not um, making anybody feel uncomfortable, but um, but also um, engaging in conversation and trying to feel out what they what they what they like. So if they if they really love Pinot Noir, great. Like so in in Spiaggia, for example, we're mostly Italian. We have about seven hundred labels. Um, we don't have a ton of Pinot Noir. I mean, there's certainly some Italian Pinot Noir, but in that case, it's a great conversation to get started to have somebody kind of put their foot out just slightly outside of their, their comfort zone. And I like for that, I'd be like, have you tried Etna Rosso? You know, like I love Nirello Mascalese. It's probably great. Maybe maybe you've never heard of it, but it's it's kind of like Pinot Noir and Grenache had a baby and it's like delicious. Oh, that and, sounds fruity. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's delicious and generally people and, and they're, they're great, um, different at like different price points like all over the board. So everyone would be comfortable. Um, well, that's a simple way for people it. to sort of, uh, instead of just staying within that comfort zone, maybe yeah. to explore a little just bit put without their toe going outside crazy. Without yeah. feeling like uncomfortable. Yeah. So I think that's a big thing with wine. Yeah. Pat, what what else you got there? So we've tried some of the bourbons here, and what else is in your your very popular bag of tricks there? Oh, it's quite the us. bag of tricks. It well, is. it wouldn't be the holidays without something you know contemplative for a mahogany you know room full of you know leather bound books, Ron Burgundy style. So I brought some scotch, which is uh, one of my favorite styles of whiskey. So scotch is like bourbon is a style of whiskey, which means it's made from fermented and distilled cereal grains yeah, so for people who are novices and they would go okay there's bourbon there's whiskey there's scotch those are all terms that i've heard of yeah and what, there what are, are we talking about all different styles of the same thing so you're uh to make 
anything alcoholic, you need a sugar source and that ferments. And then to make it a spirit like vodka or or, you know, whiskey, you need to separate. You need to kind of concentrate the alcohol. You need to separate the water out of it. So a whiskey is a distilled spirit made from a mixture of cereal grains. So with single malt scotch, it's made from malted barley, bourbon, at least 51 percent corn. Uh, Irish whiskey is also made from barley and sometimes unmalted barley as well. So it really depends on where it's coming from. They use a lot of rye and Kent in uh, Canadian whiskey, for example. So, so in, in general, what you, you'd probably advise people to do is, hey, try some and then see which one you like because you may lean one way or another. Absolutely. And yeah. that's, you know, that's why great, you know, whiskey lists at restaurants exist so people can try these things. It's, it's awfully tough to take a blind date on a, you know, 50, 60, $70 bottle. Yeah, and you, right. it turns out it's a whiskey you don't like. Yeah, and Rachel, same with wine, right? I mean, you, you don't just necessarily go and look at the whole wine list and know exactly what you want. You just have to, over over time, experiment a little bit and, and see what your what your palate enjoys. Yes, and I think the, the more you drink, the more you can kind of understand what your particular likes are and what you gravitate towards. But then also, like, the more that you look at wine lists, the more you can decode them um, and understand that, you know, France is built on uh, the AOC system or something like that, whereas DOCG, DOC in Italy, and and you can know that, like, okay, um, in Burgundy, for example, it's generally going to be Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, and that's, like, a good rule of thumb if you like thinner skin varietals for red. It, it's a really good kind of, like, way to start approaching things. Once people understand uh, the, those differences that you're talking about, I'm sure you just see it in their eyes. It just sort of comes alive it's like recognizing art for what it is when you're at the Art Institute. You can go in and you can just see a bunch of paintings or you can start understanding the nuances and really fall in love with it. I'm sure it's the same way with wine. Yeah, very similar. And then, of course, when you, for example, find an artist you love, it's... it's All right, Pat. So what is this now that we're uh, we're trying here? This Tell me again. This is Glenn Farkless Single Malt Scotch. This is 25 years old. So when I'm in my smoking jacket sitting in my <laughs> den with all the books around me, this is exactly. what I should be drinking. And this is also, even though it is one of the most luxurious and fantastic whiskeys that we sell at Benny's Beverage Depot, it is downright affordable for its age. This is only $170. That's it? So a 25, well, considering a 25-year-old Macallan, you know, is you're paying minimum $2,500 for something like that. I think this is arguably a better whiskey and this is available and priced to drink. It's not priced to collect and auction. As far as stock, though, you you must keep just uh, case upon case of this stuff in uh, in each of your stores. Well, it's pretty well stocked in most stores now, but... uh, this is a very busy time for us, so stock gets depleted daily, and we're getting shipments in every day. It's it's a madhouse working at a liquor store this time of year. Yeah, I'll bet it is. Uh, so we want to hear. We, you have some holiday punch ideas. We want to hear those. But before we get to that, though, is there anything else in your uh, magic bag of beverages there, or is that pretty much ended? Oh, I've got more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I've got, I'm I've taking got, the train home. I've today. got uh, so. options for <laughs> sipping tequila and rum. But uh, one thing that I think is deserves a spot at all holiday meals is. A type of spirit called Amaro, which is a bittersweet Italian liquor that is aids. It's used as a digestive aid, and the reason that works is because you know through millions of years of evolution here, our bodies are trained to think that anything bitter is poisonous. So when you drink something bitter, your gastric juices start flowing, you start salivating. Your body wants that bitterness out of it as soon as possible. So I like to have a nice glass of Amaro on an ice cube with maybe a citrus twist after I inevitably eat far too much at Christmas So it's dinner. right after the meal. Right you, after you the sort meal. You make that the, the finishing touch on mm-hmm. the meal. So I brought one for you to try called Amaro del Etna. 
from Sicily. It's amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, let's try that. And now, should I should I make this the last thing that I drink, though? If it sounds like it's the it's sort of the the finny. It is kind of the finny. Do, be you, right? do you want me to? I don't, listen, you're the one who knows what you're talking about here. So you, well, you, you tell me what order I should be doing this in. I have no idea. Well, I, I mean, I've got more. I'm trusting know. you. You guys said 10 minutes, and I'm, I brought like seven I'm things and you. cocktails. Well, and, I should have brought wine. I didn't, want, I didn't want to take all the time. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. And well, let's, while you're pouring whatever it is you're going to pour next, and you'll notice neither of us are, are exactly turning it down. Um, uh, Rachel, so we, we've talked in general about wine. Uh, and, and kind of how you go about selecting it. You talked about how you're seeing much less vodka at the restaurants, mm-hmm. uh, but wine is still that old standby. I mean, people love it, pair it with different meals, and it, wine's not going anywhere. I don't think wine is going anywhere, <laughs> although the tariffs may cause some serious uh, Has that created issues. a problem? Has not it? yet, okay. but um, the potential is there that it, it, it could. Um, we're just hoping that it really doesn't go into effect because 25% versus 100% is very extreme and, and very scary to a lot of yeah. people in the industry. Um, but uh, currently, I mean, wine, I don't think is going anywhere. And um, I think a lot of people understand, or at least like think that they can understand, like wrap their head around pairing it with food. Um, you can also certainly pair spirits with food. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've crafted a few lists around the country and, and um, obviously Spiaggia is heavily, heavily Italian. Um, but it depends on, you know, it's a case-by-case basis um, when you kind of figure out where you are, what restaurant you're opening, um, and kind of translate it to what the best kind of cross-section of everything would be for that particular wine list. Oh, and that's where we have to count on people like you who yeah. know this because there's just so many options. There I are mean, so many, it's, yeah. It would just be overwhelming if not for an expert to be able to look mm-hmm. through and taste and understand yeah. it all. Yeah, it's so the, the list at Madden's Post, for example, up in Wrigley Field is, a, you know, it's a smaller list. It's... Um, very different global um, and you know we needed people who were coming in on a game day to have what they wanted in, in that selection and then people who are regulars who live in the neighborhood to have the the quality and you know diversity that they're looking for so um, that was a fun thing to put together yeah pat all right what's this one now tell us again this is amaro this, well this one we, one skipped, this? we skipped to we skipped tomorrow we're okay, skipping tomorrow tomorrow's going to be the end okay this is el dorado 12 year old rum and this is one of i think another great value that we offer in our store this is your kind of classic sipping rum this is a blend of rums from a couple different types of distillations from guiana which is on the northeast coast of south america uh just classic rum just rich molasses brown sugar round sweet but not cloying it's just everything great about a nice aged rum and it's on sale right now for 33 dollars. so this isn't the sort of rum that uh, you necessarily have to or want to mix with something else this is fine just on its own this is great on its own but it makes some really flavorful rum cocktails and that's something that's the case with any cocktail you use nice nice spirits in it it's only going to make the cocktail better all right let's give this one a shot here i don't i don't think people really think like they'll think about sipping a scotch or a bourbon but Aged rum, I, I don't think that anybody really, that's in everybody's wheelhouse. I feel for like so. seven years we're like, this is the year, rum's yeah. going to have its <laughs> no. day to shine. And yeah. then yeah, they, they <laughs> normally mix it with something, right? I mean, it's, it's not the sort of like thing they often, just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not usually like, I'll have that really amazing aged rum just to yes. you know, contemplatively. Yeah, but they could. But they because should. it's got a sweeter Everyone. profile, though. I mean, it, it pairs interestingly with things, desserts, cigars. It mm-hmm. has the structure and the sweetness to stand up to those more intense 
uh, not so subtle flavors. All right, Pat, tell us about some of the punches. People are they're having holiday parties. Uh, they maybe want something interesting to be able to share with their guests. Uh, give us a couple of well, ideas here. Punch is great for a holiday party because you're making a drink once instead of 50 times. Yeah. So you can make all kinds of different punches with different things. One that I like that's a real simple one, we're just going to call fancy bourbon punch. And you're just taking a cup of sugar, uh, three lemons, and one orange juiced. Uh, and you're going to actually take a liter of a strong brewed tea. If you want a stronger flavor, use something like an Earl Grey. But if you want something a little more mild, use a green tea. And then mix it with about a liter of a good bourbon. Elijah Craig here would work fine. Maker's Mark would be fine, too. And then uh, once it's all kind of mixed together there, you're going to just top it off with about a half bottle of champagne just to give it some bubbles and a little bit of lift. And grate some fresh nutmeg over it. Don't use powdered nutmeg because then you'll turn it into glue. Uh, and then <laughs> it just sounds, uh, sounds like there's been some experience with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You uh, <laughs> tried to cheap it up on the spices once, and it uh, it, it ruined the whole thing. Um, and that's it, really. And then I like serving a punch with an ice bucket on the side because it doesn't dilute the punch as the ice yeah. melts, and then people can you know ice their drink to their own preference that way now uh, levy i want to hear another another option in a moment but uh levy holiday time I mean, you have a great list all year long at all the restaurants yeah. do, do you change things up at the holidays kind of uh, have fun at all or i mean it's it's tough when there's always good stuff there right like it's um on a case-by-case basis depending on the property so um you know certainly like at spiaggia i'll, I'll um like fill out our champagne program by the glass and things especially on new year's eve um, and we'll do a whole new tasting menu that we have pairings available for um, that we're launching on New Year's Eve. So things like that. Um, but it is it just, it just depends on the restaurant and the location, what, what makes sense. Hey, Pat, all right. What's the next? Uh, we, we want to uh, find out another punch here. Another punch that's and, a fun one. And then we want to see is what else is in your being bag. served <laughs> warm, actually. <laughs> People like, uh, you know, nature's cure for a cold, the hot okay. toddy. Yeah. Uh, but it actually makes a great party punch, too. And it's something and it's a nice change of pace serving a warm drink yeah. at a party. And it's easy to make because you can make it in a crock pot and leave it in a crock pot on the low setting. And it's just there and available for people. So. Big crock pot hot toddy here, the ultimate hot toddy. I would take one seven fifty of a whiskey, another again another whiskey bourbon. I like using a rye with a hot toddy. I think the spice adds a nice bit of character to the lemony and citrus juice. About three quarters of a cup of lemon juice, a bottle of a Demerara simple syrup, which can be hard to find, but that's easy to make on your own. It's really just equal parts sugar and water, and then I like putting some baking spice in it, like some whole black peppercorns, whole cloves, cinnamon sticks, things like that. Give it a little bit of that holiday spice. And then um, you use about four ounces of a special liquor called St. Elizabeth Allspice Dram, which is true to its name. Allspice is a spice that tastes like cinnamon, nutmeg, clove kind of put together. And Allspice Dram is kind of classically used in a lot of tiki drinks, actually. And then uh, just a couple cups of water and just heat it up on the crock pot till it's ready to go. Put it on low. And then serve it with a floating, thinly sliced uh, lemon wheel. That's another one you could just sort of let sit there and, and people it just can sits come there. and grab it as they want. Yep. It. And yeah. so if you've got 20 people coming over or something, again, you're making a drink once and you're not making it 40 times or something. Yeah, which is a huge help. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So give us one. Maybe we need to finish with a morrow here, right? Or what else yeah. you got there? I mean, fe- I got a tequila. I feel like I'm not going to. I'm not going to get this opportunity many other times. I feel like I have to take advantage of this. It's like a private tasting. Yeah. We so what do you, you have? A tequila. Yeah. 
<laughs> Tell us about the tequila. The tequila is one of my favorites and one of those kind of off-the-beaten-path brands. This is this brand is called G4, okay. and we're tasting the Añejo tequila. So Añejo is a designation designation of age. This means the tequila has spent 12 months or more aging in a barrel. All right. It looks good. And uh, yeah, Ra- Rachel, are you finishing one of the earlier drinks no, still? I mean, no, <laughs> I should be. All right, tell us again, as I sample this, tell us again the name and anything else we need to know about this. Okay, so this is G4 Añejo. This is made at a small artisanal tequila distillery uh, by a man named Felipe Camarena. Designed a lot of his own equipment in the distillery. Very high quality, 100% agave. No added color or sweetener or flavor. That's something in tequila that nobody talks about, but they can legally do. A lot of tequila has added sugar in it. Or added things like aspartame when, you know, there's a distinct, you know, artificial sugar flavor that you can find in a lot of tequilas. And this is just a wonderful example of how great aged tequila can truly be. Uh, little on the pricey side for some aged tequila. It's $90, but I think it's worth every penny. I know it is very, very good. It's funny. I'm sort of laughing at myself here as we're doing this. You know, I'm, I'm moving it around in the glass and sniffing it as though I have any idea what I'm doing. But it's all about making it seem like I do. Well, it's all about the effort. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it's, it's making it seem like I know. Um, uh, Rachel, actually, I want to ask both of you about this because uh, uh, you touched on the fact that um, the, the, you know vodka is down. Uh, what about beer? We keep hearing these reports and we keep doing it on the noon business hour that more people are going to your liquor, your wine, um, maybe even moving into some of uh, the, the beverages with the sparkling water. I mean, are, are you just seeing at all a shift not in people drinking less, but just in what they want to drink. Are you seeing that at all, Rachel? Yeah. Um, so beer-wise, certainly I think the small production like breweries are, are coming to the forefront, certainly, especially, say, take Chicago, for example, like let's support Moody Tong or, you know, like let's, you know, wherever we're, we're thinking, I think that those are really predominant and um, featured a lot and pretty aggressively all over the place. But we sell a lot of Peroni still, Um Quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and our temperance pairings, um, because, you know, there there's a movement towards not drinking as well. Sure. Um, are selling really well as, as well. Where people want something and they want some flavor, but they don't necessarily yeah. want the alcohol. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, Pat, people at all, uh, any of your research showing, it's, oh, it's the I, calories, it's the carbs. That's definitely right? part of the play. I mean, people don't, people love craft beer, but you do not want to know how many calories you're ingesting <laughs> oh, with a craft God. beer. <laughs> I mean, some of these big... Barrel-aged imperial stouts that might have, you know, cocoa nibs and vanilla added to them and dry hopped with cake batter and stuff like that. You know, these these are beers that potentially have 600 plus calories per 12 ounces. And people are kind of waking up to that. And, you know, there's definitely a play for the 100-calorie beverage. That's yeah, like a number one at a fast food place. Right? I mean, it's really? crazy. Like, yeah. that's like, it's a Portillo's hamburger, <laughs> you know, which is a big hamburger. That's right, yeah. All right, what's the last one you got here for us? The, the last uh, one we have yes, the final is the one. appropriately served digestif. This is Amaro del Etna. And Amaro, a bittersweet Italian style of liqueur. It is made with a neutral spirit base that gets... Um, macerated with herbs and roots and spices and flowers and fruits and 
And then it just has this kind of medicinal concoction that, uh, again, is traditionally used to aid digestion, but it's finding a lot more interesting uses in cocktails nowadays. Uh, most notably, you might see a black Manhattan on a menu somewhere, and that's a Manhattan, but instead of using vermouth, it'll use Amaro. That is really good. What do you think of that, Rachel? I love this. It seems like a good way to end the meal. And Again, a conversation. it'll make you feel like a million bucks. You're ready for a second meal. Yeah, and the restaurants always appreciate that, don't they? Yeah. Anything you can do, Rachel, to right. keep people around and eating more. Very popular with the bosses. Uh, Pat Brophy, director of spirit sales at Binnie's, and Rachel Lowe, beverage director and sommelier. Am I saying that right? Sommelier. Wow. At Levy Restaurants. Great conversation, great stuff. I really appreciate it, and I hope you both have a great holiday. Thanks for having us. Join us next week for our 2019 Year in Review. We'll look back at some of the big local news stories of 2019. And be sure to subscribe to receive this free podcast every Wednesday. Of course, listen anytime for the latest stories that matter by listening to WBBM on the Radio.com app or also on your radio. Thanks for joining us. I'm Cisco Cotto.